Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we have the NBA Draft Lottery, and we have the uh, results. And we're going to look at all aspects of the Draft Lottery, every uh, decision um, where uh, teams landed, teams who had protections, and how that fared, and just everything with um, the Draft Lottery moving uh, forward. So... We'll start out from the beginning. The three teams with the highest odds of getting the number one overall pick were the Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, and Orlando Magic. This ended up changing about several years ago. I remember that the first pick had the 25% chance odds of getting the number one overall pick, and then it decreased from there, but now um, it is uh, different. We have three teams vying for a number one spot. Now, this is important for Houston, who's the best odds are at the top, because if their pick was not or isn't top four, then you're going to get this pick going to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City will then get whatever uh, pick their own lands. And then the 18th pick, which is part of this uh, protection situation, their uh, 18th pick will go to the Houston Rockets. So the Rockets needed to get a uh, top four pick because otherwise their pick would be out of the lottery and it would be 18, which um, now um, would give them a much worse spot, especially having one of the worst records. You have Detroit and Orlando. Uh, Orlando had their big fire sale and they kind of just sat there and watched how things were going to go. Uh, they uh, will reappear later on. Then behind them, you have with 11.5% odds, Oklahoma City Thunder, Cleveland Cavaliers. And then you have 9% chance of getting the number one overall pick, Minnesota Timberwolves, who, if their pick is out of the top four, it goes to Golden State. And if it is number one, two, three, or four, then next year's pick goes to, um, you know, goes to uh, Golden State unprotected. So this is a big draft for them because they could lose out on a pick this year or next year. Then with a 7.5% chance odds, Toronto Raptors. Then with 4.5% chance odds, Sacramento Kings, New Orleans Pelicans, and the Chicago Bulls, which their pick is owned by Orlando unless it is top four, which is the case for a 2021 and 2023 first round picks, which both of those have top four protections. So if their pick is in the top four, they end up with a very good draft choice. If not, Orlando gets two picks. And then the rest of um, all of these picks don't really matter because um, it's very, very difficult to see any of these teams moving up. Uh, Charlotte, 1.8%. San Antonio, 1.7%. Pacers, 1.0%. And Golden State with the 14th, uh, 0.5%. So... Yeah, that is the situation uh, right there. Uh, And moving to what actually took place. So the odds uh, makers, um, let's see where the results went. So everything was pretty much the same through through this, um, you know, uh, eight spots. Um, You had uh, the uh, eighth odds was the Chicago Bulls which was an Orlando uh, pick so that's where um, things uh, stopped being as they did and then we got a different situation which was 
the, the actual results. So Detroit number one, Houston number two, Cleveland number three, Toronto number four, Orlando number five, OKC number six, Golden State from Minnesota number seven, and then Orlando uh, from Chicago number eight, and the rest was the same. Now, the Raptors had the seventh best odds. They ended up with the fourth pick. Cleveland had the fifth best odds. They ended up with uh, pick number three. Cleveland Cavaliers, just for everyone out there um, listening, have had very good success with draft lotteries in the past several years. They had three number one overall picks, Kyrie Irving. They had uh, Anthony Bennett, who failed miserably, but was still number one overall, and Andrew Wiggins, who was also number one overall pick. He didn't even play in Cleveland. He was traded for Kevin Love. But the Cavaliers have set themselves up with a lot of great lottery picks. I remember Tristan Thompson was the fourth pick. Uh, he might have been in the Kyrie draft. Um, I'm not too sure. But he was the fourth pick uh, when he was drafted. They've had a lot of success with draft picks and uh, getting good lottery results. And I don't know why, but they just have ping pong balls going in their favor when uh, they need to. So... Starting off with the first pick, which is Detroit. They, I don't think, have had a first overall pick before. They've had some great players in their history and have had a lot of success, including uh, the man representing them, Ben Wallace, was a big part of their championship run in 2004. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, good player. Detroit uh, solidifies that pick at number one, which is actually something going good for Detroit. You know, the Tigers aren't that great. The Lions aren't that great. I don't really know too much on the Red Wings, but I don't think they made it that far this year in the um, in hockey. So, you know, the Pistons getting the first pick is a big thing for Detroit and its fan base because they don't really have a ton of success. And, you know, it's not something that they've um, excelled compared to some of these other teams. Obviously, you know, Cleveland's had championship success. Toronto has had championship success. Houston's been in the playoffs for a long time with James Harden and been successful. Pistons, not so much. So this is a big win for them. Houston keeps their pick at number two, and that means OKC will have pick number six and pick 18 and pick 16. So um, they do have three picks, which means you could potentially move up if you actually feel like it, but I don't think that's going to happen because I think these teams at the top will stay at the top. Houston's looking at a chance to get a very very good player for their team most people say Evan Mobley who is a center who can kind of play alongside um, Christian Wood um, and so uh, yeah that is uh, that's where they are Cleveland gets the third pick I don't know what they're going to go for maybe go for a power forward so we can see Jonathan Kamunga we could also see them go after another guard or a wing maybe uh I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they could um, try and trade this pick or trade down, which I don't think will happen. But Cleveland has another good draft pick. Um, Isaac Okoro was their draft pick last year. He didn't really or hasn't panned out just yet. But who knows uh, if he'll turn out to be a better player next year. Then we have Toronto at four. And Toronto is a team that they could just say, we got the fourth pick. We're going to just start tanking. We're going to start from scratch, get rid of Kyle Lowry get what we can, get rid of uh, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananubi, just try again, maybe. Um, I don't know if they will, but uh, maybe that's kind of the direction they want to go in. Or maybe they say, hey, we got the fourth pick, let's trade it, let's get another superstar and try and compete with Kyle Lowry, Siakam, 
some some other great player. Uh, who knows? Uh, the Raptors have the fourth pick, which is pretty good. Orlando has picks five, um, and I believe uh, they also have um, at this point pick number eight. Um, and so Chicago will be giving the eighth pick to Orlando. They have uh, two top ten picks this year, which in a very loaded draft class can really make uh, a big difference. They could try and move up, you know, if there's a team out there like uh, Toronto or even a team like Houston who says, hey, we really just want to compete and we want to get a lot of players. Maybe because this draft is so big, the Orlando Magic are like, we want the second pick because we're kind of trying something. And maybe Houston's like, I'll take, you know, two top 10 picks and go from there if they feel like the value is still at that kind of top tier echelon then maybe they do something there but Orlando's looking pretty good you know Chicago got Vucevic and when it's all said and done is Wendell Carter and at this point the eighth pick better than Vucevic I think so but if in 2023 they get another eight nine I don't know uh is it going to be a different story if Vucevic isn't even there by that point potentially but Chicago made the right move getting a guy they really wanted and Orlando was going to get rid of some stuff and it worked out for them so we're going to have to wait and see what the eighth pick turns into but in a very loaded draft class if the Orlando Magic steal someone very good at eight then there's a chance that the Bulls could have messed up this Vucevic trade and then we have Sacramento Kings who are number nine Sacramento just seems to always, besides like a few sporadic years, they have lottery uh, picks like all the time. And I don't really know why things are going that way. I don't know what's going on in Sacramento. Sacramento just needs to find a new home. Like there are so many places where basketball can be played. Las Vegas, Seattle, Vancouver, St. Louis. And we're still in Sacramento. Like that's not a basketball city. I know... You know, they tried to move to Seattle, but the, you know, mayor was Kevin Johnson, who was um, the former Suns point guard, who was like, let's keep basketball in Sacramento. They're they're a dumpster fire of a franchise. I'm sorry. They're the worst franchise in basketball, and I don't even know why they have a team. And so I feel like they got to just get up out of there and go somewhere else. Maybe that'll change their, you know, their situation, because, you know, if you go to a bigger and better city... Maybe you'll attract free agents. Maybe you won't be in the lottery every single year. Because if you go to Vegas, people might want to go. You go to Seattle, people might want to go. No one wants to go to Sacramento. And who knows how long you're going to have the Aaron Fox. Um, so they have the ninth pick. Uh, New Orleans has a tenth pick, which, um, you know, who knows what they'll go with. This is a loaded draft class. So, you know, this pick could be used for the Pelicans if they go after a superstar. This pick um, could be used uh, to get some sort of uh, starting shooting guard or a starting center or, I don't know, whatever uh, they're looking for. So it's a pretty good situation. Hornets also need a center. They have the 11th pick. Uh, their team is uh, looking a little bit better. Uh, and uh, maybe getting the right player would be just what they need. And so they could potentially move on from this pick and maybe go out there and get a you know, a big-time player. If Indiana is interested in moving Miles Turner, could we see the Hornets take on Turner's contract for the 11th pick? Potentially. I don't know where they'll go, but we'll see what uh, the Hornets do. 
And Golden State uh, has the seventh pick for Minnesota. They also have 14, which is their own, which they keep because of the OKC trade, which was for Kelly Oubre, which basically was a first-round pick, lottery protected, and they get Kelly Oubre if it's not uh, in the lottery. Um, they get it, OKC. If it is in the lottery, then they get a second-round pick, which is from Minnesota, which is from the Wiggins trade. So, um, yeah, so I think, you know, the winners clearly are Detroit and Houston and Cleveland and Toronto. And then I would say Chicago and Minnesota are both losers, uh, big-time losers there. Um, and OKC a little bit just because um, they could have had a top 10, uh, two top 10 picks. It didn't work out in their favor. Um, I'm not saying I would have wanted Houston to drop out of the top four, but OKC has been doing a lot of things right. That just would have helped out their cause. And I'm pretty sure they got other chances at that uh, down the line because a bunch of Houston's picks, I think, have protections and stuff and going to, um, you know, going to uh, OKC is something that they could, you know, have a chance at um, doing again. So, uh, yeah, the draft is set. Now there's the combine, there's teams looking at players, and then we get to the actual draft itself, which is about a month away, over a month away. So there's still playoff basketball, and we still got a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, that's where uh, the NBA is at this point, and that's kind of where we're going to be seeing things. So, um, you know, that was the biggest uh, NBA news at the moment, um, and that's where they are. Now... Looking at the uh, Western Conference Finals, Phoenix Suns have a two-game victory. Uh, they won the first one, and they just beat the Clippers in, like, last seconds uh, with, like, an alley-oop by, um, to DeAndre Ayton for the victory. DeAndre Ayton has been one of the best players uh, for their team, and this series is, like, amazing. Um, and I was um, listening to... Uh, the uh, the herd uh, on Fox Sports One, and uh, Colin was talking about how this is a very good series despite the two best players being out. Chris Paul's out uh, with some COVID stuff, and Kawhi Leonard's out with an injury, but their team is just looking. Both teams are looking great, and um, yeah, Paul George missed two free throws at the end, which would have given them a three point lead. Didn't go that way. DeAndre Ayton gets the slam dunk. And it works in his favor. Some people said it was goaltending. Some people say um, that there was uh, a foul or something. But no, it was Phoenix who won. Phoenix is, in my opinion, one of the best teams, if not the best team, in all of uh, this playoffs right now. And if you look at how their players did, we get 20 points from Booker, 29 with 9 assists from Cameron Payne, 24 and 14 for DeAndre Ayton. Damn. And then off the bench, we get 11 from Sarge and Cam Johnson. Um, so, yeah, they were looking very good. Looking at the other side, 14 and 11 for Zubach, 19 for Reggie Jackson. Paul George had 26, 6 um, rebounds and 6 assists. 10 points off the bench for Luke Kennard. Um, yeah, to say their team was pretty good, um, Phoenix, uh, yeah, they look great. And what is uh, great about this uh, playoffs so far is there are four teams here there's the Phoenix Suns the Los Angeles Clippers 
And then there is Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Milwaukee hasn't won a championship since 1971. Atlanta hasn't won a championship since, like, maybe it was the 60s or the 50s. So, um, Phoenix hasn't won at all. I think they made the NBA Finals once against Jordan, and that was with Charles Barkley was there. Didn't uh, end up winning, obviously. And then the Clippers have always been the little brother to Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think they are anymore. So, uh, yeah, those teams haven't had championships. So no NBA Finals team this year, Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals team, has won a championship in this modern basketball era. You have to go back to 1971 for Milwaukee's championship. So that's uh, something to think about. When you look at the success, you know, so many teams out there, really there's only been a handful of teams who have won championships over this kind of era of basketball, whether it's Boston, Los Angeles, Lakers, Chicago Bulls, Tim Duncan in the Spurs, you know, Golden State, Miami, Dallas, you know, Golden, uh, Cleveland. Um, there's been only a handful of teams who have actually gotten it done. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, these teams are all playing very well. We have um, our first game of Milwaukee versus Atlanta. I think Milwaukee's going to win that series, and it's going to be Phoenix versus Milwaukee. And the way the Phoenix Suns are playing, they're going to be looking like a legitimate team. And I would say Phoenix is going to win the NBA championship. I've said Milwaukee before, but Phoenix, I think, is a team that you can honestly say, yeah, they got what it takes, and they're going to be one of the best, and they're going to get it done, and they're going to be NBA champions, hopefully. Um, which would be a big deal for the city of Phoenix and Arizona and their whole team because they're just... Um, they're just, uh, they're just good, and that's that's just how it is, right? So uh, we are um, happy about that, or at least I am. So um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the NBA world, and you know the playoffs—they're always fun to watch. I must say, um, they are uh, very good. Now we have some uh, new information uh, involving um, some head coaching information uh, I was reading a few articles so it seems like the Portland Trailblazers have brought their search uh, as mentioned before a few names but it sounds like there are now three names um, that are in uh, the thick of it for um, the uh, the uh, you know spot to be Portland's head coach so um, obviously uh, Chauncey Billups is uh, the main player there's also Becky Hammond and there is also Mike D'Antoni. They all get second interviews, and they're all looking like potentially taking over for um, for this squad. Now, obviously, Chauncey Billups is in a tougher spot than the others because he right now has to deal with the fact that his Clippers are playing against the Phoenix Suns. He is insistent with the Clippers, so now he has to try and figure out interviews with a bunch of teams while also being on the sidelines for the games so I don't know how that's gonna work I'm assuming that uh, teams are probably meeting him um, in either Los Angeles or Phoenix or whatever if they really want him uh, but it seems like at the moment those are the three and that's kinda where they're going I think because there are so many other you know teams interested in Chauncey Billups I think they're gonna go after Chauncey Billups and I think that's who they're gonna take and I think uh, whether he's ready or not, I don't know. Um, I personally would rather go with Becky Hammond because I think she has the experience as an assistant coach as well as a player. 
and I would think that's where they should go, and I just would rather see it from an NBA fan standpoint, but Chauncey Billups looks like he is, looks like he's the one who's going to be taking over at the moment, unless things uh, change their tune. Now, as for another head coaching situation, um, we have Idame Udoka, who seems like he is going to be the potential um, head coach, uh, and uh, he is apparently at the top of the list for the Boston Celtics. Um, he is uh, someone who is uh, in line to become the next head coach, potentially. Um, I guess when Tatum and Brown were uh, brought in on all this information, it seems like um, they liked him and thought he was a good head coach. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, think that he is, um, the one, obviously there are two candidates, according to NBA reporter Jeff Goodman, uh, Chauncey Billups and Udoka are the two choices at the moment, um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of where they are, um, I think the Celtics really want Udoka, the players want him, and he's the front runner at this point, and so, I'm expecting the Celtics to go at some point either this week or next week to uh, get Udoka into the fold and kind of add him in as the next head coach because I believe that's where they're going to go. This is kind of, um, you know, what seemingly is going to take place and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get this done sooner rather than later, which means if... Uh, all of this news is true, Yudoka becomes the head coach, then uh, that is probably the most sought-after coaching spot at the moment that's off the table. So then you have to worry about Portland, and you have to worry about everyone else, and yeah, that's kind of uh, where uh, we are. So uh, yeah, that's where we are, and that's the situation with um, head coaching stuff at the moment. For majority of NBA teams uh, that have head coaching openings, I haven't heard too much information. We've heard stuff from the Pacers. We get a little bit of information from Portland. Boston has been giving us information a little bit here and there. But the other teams really don't have really any choices. Now for Orlando, who now has two top ten picks, they got some big decisions to make in terms of a head coach because he's going to have to be in charge of these two new players who are supposed to be at the top of this year's draft class. So they need to find someone who works with that. And maybe now that they got their lottery numbers, then they'll be uh, looking heavily at the potential head coaching options. Also, some Celtics news that I just heard about. Apparently, Kemba is upset that uh, the team traded him to Oklahoma City. He's heartbroken because of his strong relationship with his teammates. This was a tough move, and this was Brad Stevens' first move. And nothing about this is going to be that easy. Brad Stevens said he made this move because he wanted to get rid of the uh, the money. That was a big motivating factor for him. And, you know, obviously Kemba is one of the most popular players in the NBA. He had very, you know, good basketball tendencies, popular, uh, very positive, um, you know, just in general. Um, and, yes, they do have a lot of... Um, Flexibility moving forward, which is one of the biggest reasons why they did that. And um, as a, a fan, uh, that's what you got to do because they can just free up enough cap space 
um, for the uh, foreseeable future, and then they can easily get someone in the next couple of free agencies, whether it's you know Paul George or whether it's Kawhi Leonard or whether it's someone like Bradley Beal, who I think would be a great choice, or um, somebody like uh, Damian Lillard if he's available. And so the Celtics are actually in a good spot now. They have a bunch of TPEs, and uh, they can um, make so many different things uh, happen. And I wouldn't be surprised um, if they get you know more moves coming in the not-so-distant future. And I wouldn't say um, that there's uh, anything wrong with that. So I think, um, you know, that's kind of where they're going to go from here. And we'll see uh, kind of what their next uh, moves are. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. Uh, Detroit, congrats on the first pick. I mean, you guys deserve it. Your franchise needs a boost. Kate Cunningham looks like the number one overall pick. And he could be a legitimate star. So enjoy that as it is. Houston. You guys got a good pick as well, and um, things are looking good. So we'll see what happens moving forward.